0: Welcome back to the show. We're still in the second hour of the Parba Zone on Par 98.7. Uh, that was our uh, social commentator, Le uh, just doing it with us from uh, the first hour, going into the second hour of the show. But I told you that between... Uh, 30 and 2 o'clock we'll be going into politics and this is where uh, we find uh, Tobani Zikalala who's on standby and will be uh, speaking all of the developments right uh, that have been taking shape around the political climate uh, we'll speak uh, the EFF we'll talk about the MK party uh, the ANC of course uh, the January 8th statement is looming large and we know very well that most of the political parties now are preparing themselves in terms of their manifestos uh, their final manifestos, uh, that would be their tickets uh, to really ensuring that uh, they win yours and mine's votes uh, in uh, the upcoming elections. So we are on 0861 987 000 uh, with uh, Tobani uh, this morning. And you at home, you're welcome to also uh, call in as we go into uh, politics. Uh, Tobani, good morning. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks. uh Good morning, my brother. Uh, good morning to Global FM business. Uh, compliments of this is Happy New Year
0: yeah no compliments of the new year and thank you very much man for uh, starting it off uh, with us uh, this morning as we go into politics uh, the uh, month of December uh, was one month uh, that uh, saw uh, the formation of the MK party uh, where we saw uh, the uh, former president making his intentions clear here in terms of how he's going to be campaigning uh, for the upcoming elections uh, we seeing uh, the MK party uh, seemingly gain traction uh, over uh, the Weeks are we seeing it uh, just moving from one province to the next? There were there in KZN, <clears throat> we saw them again in Mpumalanga as well. Uh, but uh, also, what we're seeing is the ANC uh, that is seemingly coming through to say and downplay what has been happening uh, where the MK party is concerned. Uh, let us in on what has been your reading of uh, these two uh, political formations or these two political organisations before we even move to the EFF and their in uh, the upcoming elections the MK party and the ANC I
2: think since the 16th of December I think the ANC before the 16th of December as much as uh, there was a lot of talk about its chances were going to 2024 and then the elections of 2024 but since the 16th of December has emerged a very uh, what we have called some of us uh, organized chaos, right? It creates a state of organized chaos, and I think it has shown that the ANC, on one hand, was not ready for such an eventuality, because no one, excuse me, no one uh, expected it to happen, right? And of course, uh, if you look at how then the MK party has then emerged. After that, and what the type of uh, disruption and what we of course i we've called organized chaos uh it has both voted well for 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 them because they have almost uh, shook uh the ruling party because even if the ruling party in speech uh before before yesterday because I think yesterday we saw the national leadership through the the sg of the party really almost respond uh to the the mk party before then they were being very very nonchalant and uh, uh, the, the party uh, seemed to want to ignore and, and and not and and act as if the MK party was uh, was not was not was not around as was not a big factor, and which was a mistake I think because we've said before that uh, Jacob Zuma, former President Jacob Zuma. In the serious aspect of South African politics, and, and many people would want to contain it to uh case that politics, that it's not someone that you can ignore. The answer is very mistake, I think, of liking it to a cope moment. And, I, and I've and i said it's not. It it can't be. When you're dealing with President Jacob Zuma, you're dealing with maybe that group, someone who's in the top five in the factor of the most popular ANC just post 1994 at least. You are dealing with the former president of the party, a uh, current ex official ANC member of the ANC, uh, someone who is a former president of the country, excuse me, some former president of the country, and um, a former president of the state. So, in terms of political influence uh, and the charisma of this person, and how if you look at uh, this organised chaos of the of parties, almost organised all around you, you can't ignore it. And the ANC seemed to, to want to suggest that this is not important. But of course, as I said yesterday, we saw a very... Of course, it's the SG, uh, Philip Balula, but a, a very firm approach of standing. I think uh, in one way or another, mm. Philip Balula has said uh, Jacob Zuma is effectively expelled from the party, which I think was a very bold, bold statement to make. And it follows from what the deputy chairperson of the ANC in what I was speaking about in terms of where Jacob Zuma now located. So, because, of course, Jacob Zuma insists that he's still a member of the ANC. Mm-hmm. But uh, if the leaders have come out in this way, I think that it has been very brave for them to, to speak in
1: that profession because
2: then it uh, it tells you that I think it's a leadership that is ready to respond to AK Parts in the way I think many people have expected them
1: to respond.
2: And also, uh, the chances, as people would want to know, the chances of... In of art, in particular in Wazunatar, but I said I said I don't want us to contain it in that way because we've seen what happened in Pumalanga, we've seen what happened in Achintin, and of course we've seen what is happening in Wasunatad, and I think this we are going to see going forward in many of these provinces mm-hmm. because of who Jacob Zuma is, is, which we seem to have wanted to deny that he is. So. I've, for me, it's, it's 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 a it's almost beautiful, as I've said, organized chaos to see, and. The MK Party, but we also, we're also seeing at
0: uh, if I can come in there, uh, it's as if the ANC, uh, you know, does not in any way want to pay uh, too much attention uh, to what has been happening uh, over the formation of the MK Party, and to date, there still haven't been a little bit of a stance from them that would be an indication whether of whether they're expelling this man or not. That statement by Fikile Mbalula, it was a bypass a, a statement. Where there's nothing that you can say tangibly says that uh, this uh, person is expelled uh, from uh, the party. The delays, uh, w- what are you reading into the delays into their stance as well in not wanting to entertain much uh, of what has been happening with the MK party?
2: I think uh, in the beginning, they wanted to almost. Uh, Ignore this because they thought it's an irritation that can go away. I think they were also much in denial on terms of the impact the party will have and what this decision by former President Jacob was going to be. They were in denial, right? And also on the other side, I think they were trying to very trying to calculate uh, what uh, the decision, what decision will we have, and what impact in terms of it or, or, of of of, of it, their politics. But I think as time went on, they realized that uh, they are doomed if they do, they're doomed if they don't. Because if they don't come out in that strong faction, they create create a situation of political ambiguity and uh, political confusion amongst their members. Because the constitution, I think, is almost clear in terms of uh, what needs to happen. They didn't want to bring... The former president into a, a disciplinary hearing, as, as the SGS saying yesterday that there is no need. If someone has done this, it's an, it's, it's someone who is almost automatically expelled. Of course, they have not maybe done a former press conference where they address this fully. But that put position, I think, almost clears things up. So as I said, that the issue is they want the have and denial. They, they they were not sure what to do. And I think it's real. They realise, as I said, that they are doomed if they do. They are doomed if they don't. But they are now in a position where they they will have to it because if they don't it, then then it says a lot about them. It says a lot about who uh, former President Jacob Zuma is, a person that they have denied before. Also, and then again okay, in terms of them trying now to to offensive to be on the offensive right? I think in one way or another also then they start making problematic statements. Uh, if you saw what the S.G. speaking about yesterday in terms of how they've defended Jacob Zuboff before and all those things that they had to have had to lie and all those things. I think that it becomes problematic. But as I was saying to someone else yesterday that it's 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 a it's an issue of omission of act omission on the part of the ANC because when the SG says we have defended this person, we even had to lie that a pool a swimming pool is a fire pool and all those things. Then it, 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 there's an omission of, of saying, if you are saying uh, you have defended this person, what other what 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 is this a uh, bigger crime? or bigger offense that you are hiding with this admission, right? Uh, I don't know if you get me that in the admission of having defended Jacob Zuma when they didn't need to, when it was wrong to do so, as they
0: say,
2: now the question is, if you had for nine years to defend that incumbent president, what else are you, are, are you defending now? Because you defend your president. So I think it's an issue of saying there is the, the crime of having defended former President Jacob Zuma now becomes a lesser crime because it has less consequences because maybe it has passed. But then there's a bigger crime maybe being hidden of how the incumbent president is being defended by the party. Right, so it's it's it people must must see it in that I, I saw that some people were saying, ah, but what is what's this audacity of the ANC uh, to admit to such things? Uh, not not. I agree, it's it's very audacious of the ST to come in public and say we 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 lied here because we're defending him. But the question yeah. is, if you are willing to admit to that, what are you doing now? Because there's accusations that. You are defending the incumbent president of the ANC when when he's doing wrong or wrongdoing, especially the Palapala farm case and other things. So is there an admission that you defend your president even when they are wrong? Which means in one way you are defending the current president. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's, we must look at it also in that way, that there is an admission of an ANC that defends its leaders. Even when it's not supposed to do so, even when it's wrong to do so, because the offences are there in, pla- in public. So, Philip uh, Barola admits having participated in a, in a daylight uh, 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 cover-up. Right.
0: It's more or less seems- pa- towing the party line, uh, which is something that we saw uh, even in Parliament over the voting of Palapala, where people like your Nkosa Zanad Zuma were told to say that you're going to find yourself in trouble if uh, more or less you don't uh, vote according to the party line. I want us to pause a bit, Tomani, uh, uh, so that I can bring Richman, who's calling us from Heidelberg, who also wants to weigh in on what we're discussing uh, this morning. Richman, good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how are you, Katlego?
0: I'm okay, man. How are
1: you doing? I'm fine. Uh, I'm from Ukula. i i I don't see the ANC coming back. Mm. They won't get the outright majority because Uzo too much, more yes. especially Natal, because yeah. of his popularity. They understand.
0: Mm. Mm. So, so, so the yeah. ANC should be worried right now about what, what, what is what is coming there, and they should not, not be it. downplaying it.
1: Not that they should. Mm. They are already worried because they mm. know. First of all, the campaign is a You know, which? Mm. the campaign is not a good thing. Because the yeah. campaign a the campaign a good thing. It is not a good thing. a is It is because they will be embarrassed, and the Katz is of the country Parat Nindao, can't do in Alisos Katz. The President of the United is Bambu with the Natal. They will rather send the Natal to the Higga because we corner more special labor on the South Coast, a popular corner. If Nkwosazana will want to campaign for them, we don't know.
0: Hmm. What, uh, what about uzeli Mkize want he be able to help uh, Uzueli, where, where do we put them uh, because it, it, it looks like also the ANC and KZN has taken an, an offence with uh, MK they don't uh, really they're not welcoming to MK uh, because they know very well that it's going to be difficult uh, to convince the electorates otherwise what Luna
1: going mm. how is how mm. going and don't forget, yeah. don't forget <laughs> if we state, "Uma chashule uza uza ufu uza ufu zikanda," it already ran a part.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm a province about the Malagu Law, so ANC won't get outright majority this year. you understand yes. because now the. Some people are voting to UMA Panangap, some people are voting AFF, some people are voting All those parties they're vote and ANC. Don't forget, Uma understand like if my is a new yeah. party, what was I a really what in your car i must middle class because in your car Why, why win a what? water corner group i was a I was a a party and at that it's very very difficult to win a at and I do to to do it so the AC, I am mm. in but to really yeah. Because, party, is doing the mm-hmm. in full Ish. Ish. Yeah,
0: So the, the <laughs> ANC is, is between a rock and a hard place, man, because they don't know what to do.
1: Exactly. Eh. And I said it. I I and after him. to in the palace, he was with him. He was the after?
0: And then, but but still, I mean, then it still doesn't help uh, the party because they would have lost. So it's now back to square one for the party. Uh, it, it's a it's a lot more But let's wait and see how things <coughs> things really fare uh, where uh, this year is concerned. It's a, a very crucial no, year uh, the
1: elections. That's a party short in the party Yeah, I would see will lose, 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 mm. but they will get underfisked. And come uh, negotiation, EFF. Either we we have the time condition. white people now. so special meeting, but I shifted. Paul hey,
0: So Rich, thanks for the call, man. Rich calling us there. Uh, it's just, yeah, a lot happening. Tobani, uh, is KZN gone? Uh, I mean, uh, where where do we then factor uh, parties like uh, your EFF, uh, Rich mentioned Action SA here, uh, that uh, they even managed to get award ward? Uh, and it looks like, uh, really, when you look at it, uh, it's going to be a struggle for, for the ANC here.
2: I think, <laughs> KZN, I mean... Anyone in South Africa knows if you are able to organise politically in the province of KwaZulu Natal, you can almost organise politically in any other province. KwaZulu Natal is one of the most difficult provinces to organise politically on. That's the first thing, and because KwaZulu Natal is in second in terms of voter population numbers. It then becomes very important for anyone who's interested in governing South Africa or making a serious contribute, uh, serious stand in terms of public representation going forward. Okay. And I think the three parties that we are speaking about today, of course, not uh, ignoring your other parties that like you actually say and others, but the three parties because almost their votes come from the same port. It's got any 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 improvement in what the EFF has done. I think in the past, the EFF did very well because no one expected it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the leader, its leadership also was speaking about it. that They're focused because they've realized that there's potential. And uh, if you look at how, of course, maybe they've changed their political organizing in the province, you you may think it goes very well for them to, to increase their vote, to at least around 500,000 going for up. Which then again, because I said, their vote come from the same port. The, the underprivileged black person in uh, in zulu natal That's where their votes, all of them, um, majority of them come from. The M.K. party, the same thing. The M.K. party is almost a different uh, type of political animal because their votes almost come directly from where the ANC gets their vote, in the sense that they will have to compete for the same voters who were either voting for the ANC before or who were going to vote for the ANC or who had voted for the ANC stopped. That's where the, that's the votes they are coming for. So any, if anything that the MK party gets in the province of KwaZulu it's straight at the NC. Which is why, for example, of course backed up by by research that has been done out there, we've always said that the ANC will drop to below fifty percent. To around 40 to 45 percent in the province. The NC. we may still get a majority vote, but not a majority vote that allows them to govern the province. Of course, in that EFF, uh, in that EFF, MK, n c nexus, we may not uh, ignore uh, the IFP, of course. It's a very big political fence in the province, of course, we're not so it's the it, it, it's It's going to be a very difficult year as these three, four political parties compete uh, for the control of the province. Because, again, as you have said, the political impacts of, of former President Jacob Zuma, if we go back in the past, in terms of the ANC in guaz and its governor, cannot be ignored because up until 2004, 2009, the ANC was not a majority party in guaz Right, so in 1994 the NC lost elections. In 1999, the NC lost elections. The IP was the majority party. It's only about 2004 uh, where the NC started getting a, 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 a bigger piece of the pie with getting around 49 percent of the mistake if my numbers are correct. It's only in 2009 that the NC got a majority vote in Guazul-Natal, and we were able to govern alone. In 2004, they governed through a coalition. In 2009, it was only then that they started governing alone with a majority vote, of course, in 2014 and and, and and whatnot. And in 2019, if we go look at the numbers, they, after the removal of, of President Jacob Zuma, their votes dropped in the province. So the political impact of former President Jacob Zuma in the politics of Kwazuna Natal for the ANC is out there in terms of numbers for everyone to see. Now, if he makes this move, it may, if we look at what the numbers tell us, it may only, uh, what to call, make an impact in the negative because his involvement at the time and being at the helm of the ANC and what's called had been positive for the mm-hmm. ANC because the ANC didn't get more food. When he withdraws, it, it, and we have seen in 2009, in terms of when they, where he was removed or recalled, that there is a dent in terms of the votes in KwaZulu Natal. And now, of course, he may take from that vote. So, in all honesty, where well, it leads to, it leads to a coalition, almost a coalition government in KwaZulu Natal. But the question is that who will then be the majority part of the governing part in that coalition? Will it be the IP or the ANC? Because those are the parties that have a majority vote. But these two political parties, EFF and MK, have got a potential to be the kingmakers, to be the ones who decide the fate of either of these parties. right? Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, that, that's where we are. Anyone who denies, mm-hmm. that, that that is possible. I think is in denial and, and, and must be woken up because politics is a moving thing. Uh, and the way things are, if they are... If the EF, M.K. in particular, because I think the EFF is sufficiently organized to be able to contest an election effectively. But the, why my, the worry I have is is the M.K. party and its ability to sufficiently organize itself to be able to convert the popularity that they are getting out of the association of with, with, with former President Jacob Zuma and to be able to have a political a party machinery that is able to convert that popularity to votes. Because that's another thing that people must be able to look at. Is, as much as the M.K. party is getting popular and people are associating with it, if it's not sufficiently organized to be able to convert that into votes, it's, you know, this, this, all this popularity may be in vain. Because that's one thing. that we, In politics, you don't need fans. You don't need people who just are happy to see you as if you are a celebrity. This is not a showpiece, right? Uh that when you travel to a to a place, people must come and see you and what's called. What you need in politics is that of course that support must be shown when you visit places, but you must have a political machinery in the party that is structurally and sufficiently organized to convert that popularity and that support that you are getting and convert it into real votes on election day and that you cannot do if you maintain a party as a celebrity show or a a party of fanatics who almost are happy to be associated with former president jacob zuma but are not willing to do the political work of campaigning and, and and organizing people to make sure that the votes happen on the on on, on the day of elections. For me, that's, that's what I'm saying. The MK, the EFF is sufficiently organised. There the is a party there. You all of us can see in terms of its political party machinery that it's there. And maybe the, the, the same as we said by like parties about the like the IFP and others. But in terms of how the organised chaos of the of the Umkhonto party has been, it has not shown us and. They've, they've delayed in terms of putting forward, one, a leadership. Two, we must see in this week's Gopa if they are able to organize properly to convert their popularity into vote. If they can be able to do that, it will be a master stroke and it will be disastrous for a party like the NC because then it will mean that all predictions that have been there are, are almost holding true. And the party and the party may lose the votes as we have been saying. But Mm -hmm. again, as we said, the ANC will not lose maybe its status as a majority part, may still contest with the IP and that or maybe get that majority status part in terms of it being above forty percent. But in terms of governing the province, it's going to be very difficult because it's going to need coalition
0: partners. Just before I let you go, Tobani, we have that mm. crucial January 8th statement uh, that is uh, upcoming. What What is your reading of uh, what is to be contained in that particular statement? Uh, because uh, this is a very crucial year for the ANC. They still, uh, by now, have not made clear their manifesto in terms of what they are bringing to uh, the electorates this time around. Uh, what is your reading of that agenda? Uh, Eight th- statement.
2: It's going to be very critical that that January uh, eight statement, a general statement. In the past, we know provides direction to the party of the ANC uh, in terms of its political program for the year. It's election year, that yeah. means uh, it must uh, start hinting at what the ANC is going to say it's a manifesto. It's going to say, go, it's going, it could say in terms of its political program and what is its attitude uh, towards yeah. elections.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. But yeah,
2: But then there is an issue of, yes, they've ignored this part, mm. but the president of the ANC, uh, in delivering the general aid statement of the NEC of the ANC going forward, must respond. They cannot ignore this as well. They must respond in terms of what is the political position of the NEC and the president towards one, the MK part and the elections going forward. They, mm. As much as they say they may not. Uh, Want to to give and too much attention to Jacob Zuma and the NK part, but they will have to respond to give their supporters and their voters and their members assurance that they have the issues and, uh, under control and they have taken they are taking the decisions that need to be taken. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, then it's going to be very difficult going forward uh, and all those things. But of course, as we said, the general statement of the NC is that in this election year comes uh and gives direction what are the political imperative for the NC what are the uh, whats the manifesto may say what is its political attitude towards the elections but of course there's then something that says what is its attitude towards government for the year and 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 and, and it's going to be very critical i think uh must be in his top game uh as they are crafting the statements they must be in top game because the political landscape in South Africa demands of the ANC to come out with very clear, uh, politically clear, solid, uh, showing that they are in control, because uh, what has been seen in the past three, four weeks since the 16th of December is an ANC that is unsure, that is penalty, uh and all those things. It must be an ANC that must come out to reassure their voters that they are in control.
0: Yeah, no. Let's wait and see how things go. It's going to be a, a very, very important one uh, for uh, the ANC, like you say. Uh, so they need to ensure that they strategically say the right things here uh, where uh, that particular uh, Gen 8 statement is concerned. We're hearing it's going to be delivered on uh, the 13th. So let's just wait and see how uh, then things go in this particular regard. Tobani, uh, thank you very much, man, for your time. Same to you, brother. Tomani Zikalala uh, coming through there as a political commentator. You've
1: been listening
0: to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.